You're listening to Money Talks, a little life in the fast lane That's on the right. way back in. I like it, Troy. Yeah. That was a good that? choice. Yeah. How about that? This, I mean, this one, one of the classics. goes out to you, Jerry. The all-time uh, greats. Dedicated to you. Well, yeah. they, do they even do You're that stuff anymore? I mean, this was like a 1980s thing. Well, yeah, it was like a 90s. Yeah, the mixtapes and make one for your girlfriend, boyfriend. Oh, well. But not I, that kind of stuff. I mean, know, I, I like kinda... you a lot, Jared, but maybe not quite that much. Um, you, you went in a totally different direction there, Troy. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. I'm, unbelievable. I, I, this is embarrassing. Not only you took for that me, the wrong way. For you as well. I mean, Sean, are you okay over there? Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> Uh, you, you might want to step out and give us some. <laughs> I think you, you need a free moment. Just, yeah, do you need just, some privacy? Oh, All right, so back stuff. to serious stuff. Uh, let's get to another situation um, where uh, we have a fictitious. Yeah, we do these from time to time. Uh, we'll put together kind of a, a situation that explains something that we've seen going on. Quite often it is something that was brought up from, uh, from a real situation. The names have been changed to... Uh, Protect, uh, protect, the the, protect the guilty or innocent or whatever they might be. Uh, the overarching issue is Julie is finishing up her residency and uh, will be joining a practice. Now, Julie is a doctor, I take it, yep. uh, which will give her a much-needed increase in income, uh, more than twice what she was making prior. Uh, she'll finally have a bit of money coming in so she can start taking her financial future seriously. However, uh, she still has sky-high student loan payments and crushing debt from college. Uh, part of the thing is she's looking to save. She's She's been itching. I guess she, she wants to save money, uh, try to get out of her uh, previous financial situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, Jarrett, I'll let you and Shauna take it from here, but sure. uh, that kind of sets up what we're going to be talking about, right? So when you get a huge raise in pay, kind mm-hmm. of a first job, Kind of timely when we're right. talking about graduation, just having come and gone. Uh, there's a lot of folks out there that probably are in this situation, yeah. especially considering how student debt is these days. Right. It's important to have this conversation because I find that so many people that, that are in a situation like this tend to go one way or the other. When I, I, I generally think it's best to try and find a balance between the two because, you know, the student loans aren't going to go away, right? No. Even if you file bankruptcy, that's going to remain, but you don't want to sacrifice retirement, especially early on when you need that extra time. Well, depending on grow. if you're undergrad or master's, your interest rate on, what, 5%, 4% if you're undergrad, it's like yeah, 6%, 6.8% if you're master's, it's yeah. different. But you look at that, it's okay, the market returned 21% last year. Also, you have to look at the taxes. So now you have all this income. If you do tax-deferred money, you get a deduction on your taxes. Well, if you're in 25% tax bracket or whatever tax bracket you're in, that's 25%. So sure. you're looking at an interest rate on a student loan between 4 and 6.8%. Okay, you're putting it down. Yes, you're paying that down, but you're missing opportunity, to your point. Not yeah. only tax savings, but then if, you know, if you're a doctor, you probably don't have a match because you're self-employed, potentially. Or if there is a match, potentially you're yeah, leaving money on the table. Be, either way. So I'm, I'm in the same ballpark as you is kind of you know, splitting it, you well, know, halvesies maybe, you know, so that way you're kind of hedging both areas or exactly. or yeah. looking at the tax break in between. Because you, if you're in a higher tax bracket, you can't deduct student interest anyway. That's right. So yeah. there, I think the income limitation, remember, 60 to 70,000 or something like that. Yeah. If you're above that, you can't deduct it. 
So, uh, you know, there's so many factors that go into because you're trying to gr- the whole point and everyone says, get out of debt, get out of debt. Yes, you want to be out of debt. A house is arguable depending on the interest rate. But you have to look at what grows my net worth in totality. Right. So if you're missing a tax deduction, if you're missing a match and you're mixing, missing all of this growth potentially in the market, what would grow your net worth faster? I mean, it obviously depends what the market's going to do. Sure. But I mean, it could be you know, putting some into the 401k and paying that down mm-hmm. at the same time, not just focusing on paying that down. Yeah. Well, the 401k is a good point because, you know, you, you certainly will want to, at least if you can, assuming your monthly payments on the student debt is not too high, get your match. That's free money. It'd be crazy to give that up. But to your point earlier right now, and even over the long term, as we know, just looking historically back from, you know, the great depression until now, we should see a, a higher average rate of return in the market or, or through investing in the market than what's currently on the debt that you would incur through student loans. So you certainly want to try and offset the interest you're paying by earning through your investments. But also we know for a fact that the sooner you can start investing, the better off you'll be because of that compound interest. I mean, it is incredible how meaningful that can be. In fact, you know, we, we do some presentations over at KSU from time to time. And one of the things we talk to them about is, you know, a man and a woman that are, well, let's, let's come back to this example after our break, but this is some good info we need to... Jared was giving us an example. He really was. Yeah. Uh, and, and it really is, it has to do a lot with the time value of money, right? That's right, absolutely so right. So the I mean, earlier it's... you invest, the more you can have in the long run. Without a doubt. Especially given the point that you've already made, uh, you know, the market. If you take it back to 1925, we've got pretty solid data uh, going back that far and know that... Um, the average rolling 10-year return on uh, monies invested in the stock market, in the S&P 500, uh, give you about 10.6% return, uh, mm-hmm. which is obviously greater than the 5 or 6% or 4%, wherever we are with uh, student debt. Right. Uh, so go ahead. Floor yeah, is you all know, yours. Again, we, we, we make this point when we present at KSU because I think it's one of the most important things we present to them and I always make sure to tell them that if – if they don't take away anything else that we tell them to to make sure they take away this because it, it astonishes me how meaningful it can be to to postpone your saving for retirement. For instance, we've got uh, one gentleman who's 22 and he's going to save $350 for 10 years every month. Okay, so his total contribution over that 10 years was 42,000 roughly. And then we've got uh, a lady who's a little bit older than him, she's 45, and she's going to save for 20 years uh, $1,590 a month. Okay, so that's five times what the gentleman at, at 22 did for 10 years. She's going to save 1590 for 20 years. Well, her total contribution ends up being 381000 which would be in contrast to just the 42000 that he saved over half the time. Remember, he just saved for 10 years. She saved 20 years five times the rate he did and ended up contributing about $340,000 more. Well, guess what? He has more money at age 65 than she does, even though he put towards a much smaller amount of money and saved for a lesser amount of time. He still has 1.17 million approximately where she would only be at 1.09. So that is just a small indication of how meaningful it can be to go ahead and start getting it in, even if it's a small amount. Again, I'm not saying it has to be an equal balance, but finding that balance between 
paying those student loans, which you have to do, it's not going to go away, but also making sure you're at least putting something towards the retirement, particularly if you can get your full match. I mean, if that's all you're doing and you're paying the loans down, you're doing great. But do not sacrifice retirement savings to pay off student debt because it is going to cost you much more than what little bit of interest you might be saving by paying it off sooner. Right. Exactly. And to your point, what you said earlier, Jarrett, um, you know, we're, we're trying to make the spread, right? So mm-hmm. if the interest rate on your student loans is five, let's say, um, yeah. and you can earn 10, you can earn the difference between, you know, so if you were to take that off and pay it off, you're only yeah. paying off 5%, but you're missing out on the additional five. Mm-hmm. So you're making the spread. I mean, you can almost do, if you like spreadsheets like I do, you can almost do an analysis and say, what is my total net worth grow by? Yes, I'm saving this much, much in total interest, but I'm making right. this much in the market. So where's that break yeah. even? So you can kind of decide where's the happy medium right. there. There is an offset and that's what yeah. we're looking for. And right. it's even better if you can project that forward into say 10 years down the future. Um, you know, it, it can, uh, uh, if you're doing it properly, the uh, the spread widens between how much you actually saved, which is your mm-hmm. point, the magic of compounding of interest uh, and how much you could have, you know, based on putting more toward that debt. So Yeah, was it uh, Einstein that said the, the most powerful thing in the universe is yeah. compound interest? Yeah. I and mean, it really is. That example just blows me away. That's why I try and use it as often as I do because you can't not start early. Yep. I mean, it, it's, it's very important to strike that balance and something we can help you figure out if, if you need it. But there are a lot of people in this particular scenario, and it's why we wanted to talk about it today because uh, it's more and more common with as much student debt. I think for the first time uh, it's exceeded credit card debt in our country recently. I think it was last year right. when I saw yeah. that stat. But, yeah. I mean, the cost of college is just skyrocketing. Yeah, so. and people are making decisions that are a bit questionable as to, you know, putting just basic living expenses on uh, mm-hmm. you know, on their uh, longer-term debt. Right. Um, just well, I mean, and a lot of that happened during the Great Recession because they couldn't find jobs, so then they took out loans to stay in school longer and maybe get more advanced degrees, but they were true. living off of that. So some of that was not by um, desire or intention. is just the way that it was then, you sure. know? Yeah, so some of that happened during that time sure. period. But you can get some awesome living space relative to just living in a closet on college <laughs> campus, you know? You can... <laughs> You yeah, can exactly. uh, you can have some fancy uh, yeah. digs and uh, and put it all on uh, on your yeah because they don't necessarily limit you on those loans to just your tuition so nope sure they yeah. just give you people. the money and you spend it how yeah. you see fit right yeah uh, I've I've heard folks talk about you know it's um, my time to relax and have an enjoyable college experience well <laughs> that comes with a cost oh yeah, yeah. It does. but uh, anyway pay the piper later. Jared, you said uh, you said you could reach out and ask us if you had questions about that, and we could actually do the math for you as well. If you do have questions, you can reach us at 770-429-9166. You could also call our question hotline where you can uh, leave a message, uh, including your question. We'll play the question back on the air, uh, recorded, and then we'll answer your question behind it. That number is 1-855-429-9166. You can also email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. All right, well, let's take a real quick break. We'll be right back with more Money Talks. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. 
Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.